Different, not less. That is a good way to think about people who are maybe not quite like us. It is World Autism Month and a good time for us to think about that. Hello, I'm Robin Stoloff. Welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. I have a really great guest today, Isabel Moscow. She is the founder of Faces for Autism, a mother of a young man who is living with autism, and she has just done so much in the South Jersey community to spread the world word and help other people with autism. Thanks so much for joining us, Isabel. Thank you. I've known you for many, many years, and you've just done so much with this grassroots organization. Just quickly tell us how it all began, where you came up with the idea, and how it's doing today. Well, thank you, Robin, for having me on. I think the one thing that is the unifier is if you are a parent, or if you love children, or if you have been a child, you know what the importance is uh, in having connection to community having connection to people who get it and finding your tribe basically and the community that understands what you experience in your life and having a child who is behaving differently. I had twins and I was a mom who was older and thought, okay, when I went to the pediatrician, I said, my son at about a year, a year and a half stopped responding to his name, stopped responding. If I clapped, he did not respond, was not didn't seem to be listening. And the pediatrician told me that I needed to go get a part-time job. I was too attached to my son. So back then we didn't have the internet. And I went and had my son's hearing tested, found out that his hearing was actually so good. It was perfect. And I really should look into the diagnosis with the developmental pediatrician on the autism spectrum. And my son was already in early intervention. So we had the advantage of speech and OT, got the ball rolling and decided that it was important to meet some other parents who had children who had been diagnosed on the spectrum. When I put up a flyer in a Wawa, next thing you know, I had about uh, 10 phone calls and I thought, wow, we're on to something here. And I had already worked at Shore Medical Center and knew how to run support groups and conferences and workshops and things. So next thing you know, the press of Atlantic City gets the story and our whole family is on the front page of the newspaper. We had not, not even told a lot of our family that my son was diagnosed. So that was kind of a shock to us. Wow, that's something, yeah. And we realized, wow, now people really know the secret is out, surprise. Um, we had twins. My daughter did not have autism. What ended up happening was we had our first meeting and we had a large a group of people show up. Next thing you know, we ended up deciding we're going to start a nonprofit organization. Since then, 19 years later, my son is now 22. What we discovered is that we can help people in social media all over the world, which is what we have done, done over the last 19 years. We did, did things like creating awareness in the schools, doing support group meetings. Now we have groups for girls on the spectrum. We have groups for teenagers. We have groups for adults. We have groups for parents. So ultimately what we're trying to teach people is that you are not alone. We are here. We have a private group where we call it Vegas. What happens here stays here. So that's one. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so on, on Facebook, you can go on, join our group. You can ask questions of anybody. We have 2,000 people in our group. That's really incredible, Isabel. Did you ever expect it to be this big today? 
No, not at all. Not at all. I thought I would have bowed out long ago. And what I've discovered is that there are new branches to the tree. You keep learning as you keep going. And our, uh, what we say is that we are facing autism together throughout the lifespan. So as my son ages out of different things, he's aging into new things. So we're learning what it is like to have an adult on the autism spectrum. So knowing that we have gone through all of these things, we can unify in the stories. New things have happened with a new, newly diagnosed person on the spectrum. There are people who are in their 30s who are just getting diagnosed. There are new messages everywhere along the spectrum. So we are here. We are learning new terminology every day. They keep changing the terminology. If we were to talk about this today, people who are adult self-advocates who are on the autism spectrum and are speaking up for themselves would say that we are talking about the neurodiverse universe. So when we say neurodiverse, Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're talking about somebody being neurodivergent, we are neurotypicals who would be discussing this. And there's nothing better than speaking with your own voice. So we allow in our community the voice of the self-advocates to be as prominent as possible. I just love that. That is really great. And, you know, for people who may not know, I mean, first of all, it's common. One in 54 kids is diagnosed with autism. But for people who may not know exactly what it is, it's it's sort of hard to pin down because, as we said, it is a spectrum. There are different levels and degrees of autism. But if you had to kind of define it, what would you say? Well, I would say that it's a developmental disorder that affects you, sensory issues, uh, behavioral issues. And uh, a lot of people have issues with speech and being able to express themselves, maybe the formation of words, sentences. Some people do not use words to speak and they may use communication devices, may use sign language, what have you. And knowing that you have all of those issues, think of, um, uh, for your listeners, a large umbrella The umbrella is so large in autism. If you look at the DSM-5 for the American Medical Association, that umbrella, some of us are standing outside the umbrella. Some of us are smack in the middle of the umbrella. Mm -hmm. And looking at that, they have added what they used to call Asperger syndrome Mm -hmm. to the autism spectrum. There are also things like Rett syndrome and um, autism, classic autism, pervasive developmental disorder, All of those are under one umbrella and one day they used to be separated. One day I can envision if I'm going to be a soothsayer about this, that they will remove them and separate them again because of the fact that the sum of it's like a Chinese menu, some from column A, some from column B. Some people have everything. Right. Right. People only have a few things. So therefore, and not trying to offend anyone, honoring everyone, honestly, of course, um, I can say that. Some people need, and this is the way I would describe autism. Some people need a lot of support. Some people need some support and some people don't need any support. Yes. You know, I have a family member that is on the spectrum, uh, Asperger's, um, you know, highly functioning, but needs some help as, as you said. Uh, But also I discovered there are people that are autistic engineers. I mean, there are people that go on in their lives to do some really amazing things and have this... I don't even like the word disability, but challenge in life, let's say. Um, And maybe with those social challenges that they might have, maybe those behavioral challenges, their focus is incredible. 
a lot of the geniuses of our time and beyond for all time were on the spectrum yes. because they had that hyper-focused people, some, somebody as simple as Dan Aykroyd. If he hadn't had autism, he would not have, and he has said this as a fact, uh, that he would not have created Ghostbusters. He would not have been able to focus on the characters. Uh, he has taken all of his passions and focused them in one place. Looking at Einstein, Bill Gates, uh, you could go on forever with the people, uh, Daryl Hannah, all of these people have taken their incredible gifts and poured them into brightness for our world and made our world a better place. There is an object in your house almost everywhere that was designed by somebody on the autism spectrum. That is incredible. I did not know that. So you see, I learn something new every time I do this. <laughs> so let's talk about life on the bright side. This is a movement, a mission, something that you've been really passionate about to try to get people to see the good in having autism or being on the spectrum. Yes. Well, what ended up happening as a result of what the world is today um, in the past year, what I have been doing is doing a lot of studying with social media marketing and focusing our message and what we want to say to our community. What I decided was we've reached all of the audience except one specific audience member, and that is the parent, the grandparent, the aunt, the caretaker of somebody who is experiencing autism. What ended up happening was I realized that obviously parents in general, moms, dads, they are sacrificing things for their child. They're giving up money, time, energy, yes. mm -hmm. whatever it is. What we need to do is that word that we don't like hearing, self-care. Self-care is key. It is important. If we do not take that time to take off our shoes and walk in the grass, mm -hmm. take um, a moment in nature, bring in your flowers and watch them bloom, appreciate and I know that you are a big proponent of mindfulness. Absolutely. Of, this, is, this is the mantra that, that I follow because of the fact that I have been doing a lot of yoga, meditation, breathing. The breath work is amazing what it can bring out of you yes. to release a lot of your emotions, your anxieties, frustration. But dealing with surrendering to what the path entails, having fun, enjoying yourself, finding out what there are seven things if you did that today wrote down seven things that you love to do that you have not done in a long time that are manageable that you have not put into your schedule pick out of those seven things two things and put them on your schedule this week it could be as simple as sitting there with a cup of tea and sitting in the backyard and watching your daffodils grow right <laughs> put in your headphones listen to that music you love um, listen to it while you're doing the dishes while you're washing the dishes instead of doing it begrudgingly because, oh man, they left the dishes all over and I have to do this. Pick up that dish and turn. get your favorite scent, scented soap, turn on your music. And if, it's, if I'm going to be doing it, it's going to be the ladies of disco. <laughs> and I'm getting it done. Okay? I love that. That's a great way to look at things. And you actually are doing a podcast in yes. that vein. So talk to us about that. Well, the podcast uh, right now um, is in full bloom, we'll call it for spring, because it's Autism Awareness Month in April. So what we decided to do is 30 podcasts, 30 days, 30 autism t-shirts. So I have gone through my closet, taken out all of my favorite autism t-shirts, and believe me, I have more than 30. <laughs> uh, and each day we focus on what the message is on the t-shirt. What ends up happening is 
we have a speaker that corresponds or there is a tale that I'm going to tell you about what is happening in my house, what I have experienced out there in the world. And it has really been interesting. I have enjoyed it probably more than the listeners, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that's wonderful. That really is. And uh, we talk a lot about kindness and people understanding other people. And we could really use so much more of that in our world. And especially for parents who have kids that are on the spectrum, it can be a real challenge. It can be very, very difficult out there. I mean, you want your kids to participate in sports and be involved and, and it's not always easy and kids can be cruel and mean and parents can be mean, adults as well. And, and our kids, whatever age they are, they need downtime too. Yes. They need that, that time to feel independent. We need to teach them because that is our role, is to teach them to be independent without us, because one day they will be. Yes. So to give them that, that strength, that ability. My son right now um, is in the next room, and he is on an iPad looking up his favorite DVDs or videos or whatever it is. And I went on into his room to just check in on him before I came in here. And he said, hold on, hold on hold on, I've got to tell you something. And my son doesn't speak that much, but hold on, I got to tell you something. I said, yes, yes. And I'm waiting for him to ask me, you know, where something is. And he says, I love you. Oh, and, that's awesome. And stressed out mom took uh, every bit of that up. Oh, I'm drinking it in. That's just so, so great. That one is of my favorite, so great. it is, it is. One of my favorite quotes I would say for families just to Listen, I, um, I love this one. At first, I thought it was about controlling my child's behavior. Then I thought it was about controlling mine. Now I am learning that it is about nurturing us both and accepting the grace. When our inside is full of love and peace, the outside will begin to match. Oh, that's just beautiful. That's such a beautiful quote. It really is. And how is Kyle doing today? Is he... Is he is he working? Is he involved? What is he doing? Well, because of the situation where we are now, he has been attending. We were very blessed to have, uh, there's an, uh, a teen to adult program where you're learning life skills through um, interactive kids in Linwood. He's been very fortunate to be able to do that individually. He has a one-on-one -on -one person. Everything is socially distant. We've been doing that. And he did that for a few hours every week. Actually, he's been doing it first online and then in person more recently um, since last March. So we've been very blessed with that. There are other opportunities where we have had things set up through Faces for Autism, where we went for nature walks at Birch Grove Park. We've had opportunities for picnics and different things. So having that has been important, but a routine, a schedule for our guys is so important. My son loves to get up at noon. He's a teenager, a young adult. Yes. That's He's not thing. the only one. Yeah. I wouldn't mind either. So um, what I think is important is to have something to do every day. What we do is we, we go for rides in the car and he doesn't get out much, but what he does like to do, because it, now that we have had our vaccinations, what we like to do is explore and go to places. So we might have a goal we'll, where we'll go to a, um, a convenience store and buy M&Ms and then he brings out his change and pays for it or what have you. So having a purpose to each day, putting things in that build joy give him purpose, give me purpose to spend time with him and enjoy the ride is what it's all about. And going, I watch, I go to sunrises and sunsets. I bring him to the sunsets and we take oh, pictures and enjoy that's great. And your daughter, I have to say, his twin has been his best friend, his advocate. She's wonderful. 
Yes. And, and it is, I just looked it up and I believe it's the 10th anniversary of her writing a book called, um, our, wait a minute, what's it called? Adventures. Oh my gosh. I forget. I know. I remember the book because I have a copy of it, but I can't remember the name. Adventure to Autism Planet. I have it around. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But it's all about the experience of schools blowing bubbles for autism in April and her experiencing what autism was like through his eyes. So now um, she's in at Stockton attending classes and I don't know what her future holds, but her compassion is tenfold in comparison to a, a, a child who does not have a special I needs. Bet. I bet. Yes. It really does make you stop and think. And uh, you do do some great things. What's coming up for Faces for Autism? You've had so many wonderful events that I know how to be canceled in 2020, but hopefully we'll be brought back again, the prom and just fun outings for these great kids that can get together and have some fun. So what's coming up? Yes, we're looking at, uh, there's, and a place in Summers Point that does cornhole and they have weekly tournaments. They want to dedicate one day a month on Sundays to our guys where they can come in and play cornhole. And I have no idea what cornhole is. Um, <laughs> is it ski ball? Neither I'm not sure I, exactly. Really. <laughs> but I know that it'll be an interactive experience where they can all get together, where families can come and it'll be, you know, no, no expense. We'll probably have food and things like that. So we're looking to that. We'll probably do some more things out with Reed's farm where they do an interactive experience with our guys and, some of the other things we might do would might be a nominal fee. We might rent out a movie theater and things like that. But what we did um, in March last month, we did a fundraiser because we could not have our comedy event. So we ended up doing a telethon for nine, was it 11 hours? Oh, I don't know. It was a long time. I, I did not fall asleep. I stayed awake the entire time. Oh, good for you. We had guests. We had at least 30 guests come on. I saw it. Yeah, and, it was awesome. And we had so much fun. And yes, thank you. Thank you. That's right. And what I loved about it was that it was springboarding the, the podcast so that we could do these things. What we'll probably do next is our next fundraiser is July 22nd, the one that was supposed to be in March. We will have it at Seaview, um, the Dolce Resort. And we have three comedians planned. There'll be raffles. There'll be all different kinds of things. So, you know, hopefully yes, things hope. will be changed and we don't have to hold it outside. It doesn't matter. It's in July. So one way or the other. The event will take place. They have a beautiful venue for outside if we decide to do it that way as well. Yes, the food yes. is incredible there. Everything and all of it will go to a good cause. So it will continue what we are doing. I have been to that before when we all could get together. And it's a fun time. It's a lot of work, I know, on your end. But you are so dedicated and passionate about this. And it's so great that you are offering this to other parents in the community, but not just parents. As you said, adults who are on the spectrum and living with this, this is a life long challenge and it's something that we need to connect with one another to learn from each other we we have to do that because nobody wants to go through this alone everyone wants to be connected to somebody else and be able to share their stories and that's what the beauty of this is it started as a grassroots effort and now you're really global which is amazing yeah and and what's beautiful is that the world has discovered the fact that being disconnected belonging is so key to our advancement as a world. We need to be connected. We need to belong to something. We need to believe passionately that we can all work together. And the community hiring our guys, that's the next step. Can't wait. Yes. 
that would be that would be great so hopefully someone listening would be inspired <laughs> to do that to donate to volunteer whatever it is where can people reach you absolutely they can go to our website it's www.faces the number four autism.org Oh, thank you so much, Isabel Moscow. You are awesome. You really are. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Until we see you next time, please stay safe and keep living well.